Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. All right, guys, and welcome to Don't Trade on America, coming to you from the D-Time Studios in the free state of Florida, brought to you by Maker's Mark Bourbon. Hi, I'm your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Monday, May 23rd, 2022. How's everybody doing? It is It's a great day. It's a hot day. I'm sure it's hot where you're at because, uh, you know, global warming and everything right we're all gonna die isn't that what they tell us no cool (laughs) all right guys i'm gonna be honest with you it was really tough trying to put this show together today because uh you know i've said this time and time again i am a i'm just a dude with a full-time job and a part-time podcast so it's very hard to um dig into stories that i'm not repeating myself or better yet regurgitating what's on the news or what's on other podcasts or whatever. So it's very, very tedious to the point where I'm like, well, do I even want to do a show today? Because I got like two things to talk about. So I have to dig and I have to dig. And, uh, but lo and behold, I did find a few things. Probably won't be a very long show. I, I say that every time and then we end up going an hour plus. But the, the biggest thing will be if I, if I end up getting into a tangent on, whatever subjects you know i talk about at any rate so i've got a few things here we're going to just run over and uh we're going to see what you guys think all right so biden set to send special forces into ukraine um now the interesting this is alpha cnn so the biden admin considering sending u.s special operations forces to protect the u.s embassy in kiev now before I read the story, this is today. This just broke out today. Um, we, we don't have anybody there, supposedly. They abandoned the the embassy, got all the people out. So why do we need special forces there? Um, I mean, the way I look at it is, what, won't that put our fighters going up against Russian fighters... I mean, are we just trying to go to war with Russia? Is that the plan? All right, so I'll read the story here. The Biden administration is in the early stages of discussions about sending special operation forces to Ukraine to help guard the U.S. Embassy in Kiev, several U.S. officials tell CNN. The discussions are in very preliminary stages and proposals um, have not been presented to President Joseph R. McGillicuddy Biden for a decision. The sources added for now. The embassy is at a limited number of personnel are protected by the State Department diplomatic service officials. The discussion centers around whether an increase in security is needed, if the number of personnel increases, and whether special operation forces are the best equipped to fulfill those requirements. The Wall Street Journal first reported that special operation forces are being considered for embassy security. U.S. Marines typically guard the U.S. embassies around the world. 
But in Kiev, for now, there is a general agreement that the typical Marine Corps Embassy Guard personnel may not be suited to the uncertain security picture in Ukraine without additional forces, officials say. Last week, Pentagon spokesman John Kirby said the Department of Defense was having conversations with the State Department about what their security requirements might look like. We were having a discussion, blah, blah, blah. We don't believe that Russia would overly attack the embassy. But the concern is that Russia air defenses or missiles could inadvertently target the compound and the situation could dramatically escalate the situation. I would say this about that. I don't, I don't think, I, I think we want a war with Russia more than Russia wants a war with us. I, I, this has nothing to do with us as much as we want to make it about us. This is about whatever the fuck's going on in Ukraine Putin feels some sort of way about something in Ukraine. We've talked about many different situations as to what those things could be. But I think in the grand scheme of things, he knows that technically when you have a U.S. embassy or any embassy of any kind in any country, that that embassy is their land. Okay, so U.S. embassy in Kiev, that's technically U.S. territory. That plot of land however big that area is just like if there's a chinese embassy or a, a you know uk embassy or spanish embassy whatever my embassies might be in in ukraine why do we need and why do we need special forces why do we need you know whatever those special forces are green beret or navy seals or army rangers why do we need that level of protection because realistically when it comes down to it Versus just a basic Marine, you know, not to say that Marines are basic, but versus a special forces group, guns are guns, unless you're going to roll tanks in there. I mean, what does it matter if it's a special forces or a high level Marine battalion? It doesn't make any sense, but nonetheless, um, I don't see the point unless there's something in that embassy that we're trying to protect other than people. So that is a breaking story. We'll see how it comes to light in the next couple of days. But just one more expenditure that we need to send money and people and equipment and whatever to Ukraine for a war that's none of our business. All right. So not that uh, I'm breaking. And if my soundbar was, was working, and this would be my news of the obvious statement, but uh, it's not working. So anyway, U.S. gas prices hit a new high again. This is from three hours ago. Gas prices hit a new record high yet again Monday. The latest in the series of record high prices points as Americans grapple with soaring inflation and energy costs. According to AAA, the national average of gas prices hit, I think it was 560. What is it? No, I'm sorry. 560. Shit. Not yet. 460 for regular gas, 558 for diesel. This time a year ago, regular unleaded was about 304 and diesel was about 318. And we bitched about that. And that was a buck 50 ago. Which was already on the rise at that time. Wait, hold on a second. Let me back up. According to AAA, the national average was 460 and diesel's 558. At this time a year ago, regular unleaded was about 304. And diesel was about 318, which was already on the rise at that time. So, according to this news story, 
Interesting. Gas prices were on the rise already at this time a year ago. And Putin, did he invade a year ago? This No, it was February, right? March? March, this year. Not March last year. But I thought this was Putin's price hike. I thought this these gas prices was all Putin's fault. So you mean to tell me, Mr. Reporter Man from the Center Square, that you're, you're trying to tell me the gas prices were already on the rise a year ago? Hmm. I did not know that. So basically, it's not a Putin price hike. When Jackass took office, gas was around two, two bucks, a little more than two dollars. So in the year and what four months that he's been in office, gas prices have more than doubled. And we're blaming Putin for the price hike in which from a war that just started. I don't even want to say a war from a conflict that just started. What, three months ago? Two months ago? Whatever it was. Interesting. And uh, not to get into the story too long, obviously. We've, I've told you about the rationing aspects of, of, of diesel possibly coming this summer and also now gas. I read you the story last week about gas stations out in Washington State that are looking to uh, not have gas, or they, there are stations now that currently don't have gas and are preparing for double-digit uh, gas prices. But um, let's, let's see what uh, the uh, jackass-in-chief has to, uh, you know, uh, tell the American public. When it comes to the gas prices, uh, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that, God willing, when it's over, we'll be stronger and the world will be stronger and less relying on fossil fuels when this is over. And ultimately, that's exactly what they want, is for us to be less reliant on fossil fuels. So it's almost like this is being done on purpose. I mean, based on just what he said, there, I've said this time and time again, he can fix this if he wants to. This isn't a question of Putin's price hike or uh, oil company greed or this has nothing to do with any of that. This is all him. Um, This is from Senator John Barrasso. I think he is out of Idaho. This is what he has to say about the situation. So today for the ninth day in a row, energy prices in America... The price at the pump has hit an all-time high, $4.56 a gallon. There's the comparison today than the day when Joe Biden took office when it was $2.38 a gallon. There's not a single state in the country where gas is under $4 a gallon today. And in Wyoming, where people drive the most miles per capita than any other state in the country, people are feeling it particularly hard. And Joe Biden seems to be willing and committed to keeping the cost of energy high for the American people for the foreseeable future. Otherwise, why does he continue to choke and strangle energy production in America? Just last week, he canceled three major lease sales for exploration for oil and gas in the United States. Just canceled them. You know, he can't have it both ways. One day, one day last week, he has said it was Putin's price hike, and the very next day, he canceled these lease sales. 
the American people see through this. They understand this. Joe Biden has lost all credibility in terms of his ability to deal with inflation, the cost of energy. And the American people have lost all confidence in this president to relieve the pain at the pump. When people drive by a gas station, a convenience store, and they see the price right up there on the sign, and you see prices like that, people wince because they know for sure that that means they're going to have less money left over for food, for clothing, or to do things with their kids. And what's the president decided to do? Well, he's come up with a gimmick to re release a million barrels a day of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. It's done nothing to relieve the pain at the pump. But it has made us more vulnerable. I mean, that energy is there in case of a true emergency. And it may not be there with the way he's kind of continuing to release a million barrels a day all the way up until Election Day. The American people know we have the energy in the ground and Joe Biden will not let us get it out. And why won't he let it get out? Well, because he is so beholden to the climate extremists. That's the altar at which he worships. So it is no surprise that the American people think we are going to pay high prices for a long, long time to come. And it's the reason that three out of four Americans today, today, say our country is headed in the wrong direction. Now, I mean, that's interesting because, you know, I, I almost did forget about the strategic defense uh, releasing of the, uh, you know, the oil every day. And he's right. <laughs> Prices haven't, <laughs> I don't want to say they haven't budged because they actually have budged north. But you would think releasing a million barrels a, a day would, would do maybe something to the oil but I believe we talked about that, saying it wasn't going to do. It wasn't going to make a difference other than what he just said. Make a dent in our strategic defense for the oil. Like that oil is there for not not for us, not for me and you and whoever else. So we have gas in our cars. That is there for our military. If God forbid we go to a a, a real deal war, you know, World War II type war, that oil is there for those reasons. So you got to wonder, what, what's the plan here? Is, is his goal, you know, I, I need to find this video, but there was a video of uh, Obama. I wonder, I wonder if I can find that without totally messing this whole thing up. Let me see here. All right, so <clears throat> let me see. The video was him on Stephen Colbert's show. And so you'll hear Colbert ask him a question, and uh, he answers it here. Breaking news. Did right, you miss you? you? Did you ever look at something going on in the news and go, you know what the situation needs? Bill Barack Obama. <laughs> I, I, I've said this before. I, 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 uh, people would ask me, knowing what you know now, do you wish like you had a, sec, a, a third term? Um, and I, I used to say, you know what, if, if I could make an arrangement where um, I had a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm -hmm. looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was 
doing all the talking and ceremony. Wow. I, I'd be fine with that because I found the work fascinating. Um, I mean, I write about the the, the uh, even in, in my on my worst days, I found puzzling out. You know, these big. All right, I don't give a shit about that. The interesting part of that of that video was the earpiece in my basement saying the lines and letting someone else delivering them. So that video, that that um, interview was back in December of 20, just before Biden took the office the next month. And we have talked about this time, and many places have talked about this time and time again, about him, you see an earpiece in his ear. It does make you wonder, because uh, Obama was very much a green... New Deal type president and you have these these people in Congress and around the world and the Paris Climate Accord and all this crap it's it's like uh, Biden's not even really there he has moments of I don't want to say brilliance God knows I don't want to say brilliance but moments of clarity moments of where he kind of knows where he's at but then there's more moments of him where it's like he's lost the Easter Bunny's coming out the you know, Jill's guiding him here, walking him here. He's wandering through a fucking uh, food pavilion. And Jill's over there, over here, Joe, over here. You know, I mean, there's too many things that you can't honestly believe that this guy is is 100% on his game. There's no way in hell anyone can see it. And this, I brought this up last week. You know, when we when I was talking about his approval rating, hey, who are the 39 or however many, whatever that percentage is, who are these people? Who are these people? I've got to know what you think, what you see, what you see that I don't see. And it has nothing to do with him being a Democrat. It has nothing to do with that. I have issues with Republicans, Congress and senators and mayors and governors and whatever's. <laughs> it doesn't matter the political party. It's what, what are you doing for me? What are you doing for this country? You know, what was it, JFK, you know, I started thinking about this line the other day. What was it? Um, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And, you know, I was kind of thinking, okay, well, that's kind of, people talk about that line. You know, I don't recall the exact, all the speech and what, what it was in reference to offhand, but the interesting thing about that is... um. Ask not what your country can do for you, but what can you do for your country. So I, you're trying to break it down. Okay, what? ask not what your country So there's a lot of people today that want everything from their country. They want free money. They want health care. They want whatever, right? But what can you do for your country? Well, what, what you can do for your country is live your life, get a job, pay your bills, um... Have fun, right? What What is it? The uh, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, right? Um, has nothing to do with what your country can do for you. Only thing the country can do for me personally, it's just me talking, is leave me the fuck alone. Give me my freedom. Give me my security. Now, don't get those two things twisted. What I mean by those two things is I want security from outside offenders. But I want my freedom from everyone. If that does that, if that makes sense, what I'm trying to say is, 
the government, our, our federal government was put in place to keep the states united against outside offenders. Whatever country, doesn't matter. And we are constantly invaded. And we hear the, oh, uh, well, look at the Statue of Liberty. He says, give me your tired, your weak, your poor, blah, 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 whatever. Okay, that's fine. I've said this time and time again. I have no problem with anybody that wants to come to America, but you have to come through the front door. When someone comes to your house and you see them sneaking through your backyard, don't you get a little suspicious? But if they come and knock at your front door, you might be a little more courteous. We, when we talk about immigration and we say the things we say about the people coming from the southern border and they're sneaking across and they're doing whatever, you're labeled as a racist. It has nothing to do with that. How many people have come across that border in this past year and a half that this dumbass has been a president and that were not uh, from you know Central South America, whatever? that they weren't from Mexico and Honduras and all those other countries. They were from China, and they were from, you know, uh, Cuba. You had just, and, and I'm not saying that these people are coming in with bad intentions. They're coming in through a way that's obviously easy to get through. But the ones that make me worried are the Chinese ones. The, you know, is, is there something going on there? I'm working on a situation, whether I do it on Wednesday or Friday, where I'm gathering stuff because there's a lot of stories coming around about China possibly invading the United States from the West Coast and from the North. Now, how successful would they be? Don't know. The person that played out the war games says they would probably conquer the West Coast relatively easy, mainly because they're kind of already getting support from certain personnel over there as they make their way into the, the Midwest through Utah and Idaho, Wyoming, Montana, into Texas, you know, it becomes a little bit more of a situation there. But um, a lot of sleeper cells, I mean, these people coming in, I, I'm just speculating right now, I'm still working on the story, so I don't want to jump too much into it, but it's something to keep your ear out if you're following the podcast if you subscribe you'll see when that when that podcast airs but um this president that we have in the white house is obviously not calling the shots we say it time and time again he is a figurehead he is a puppet he is whatever but is is obama did he tell his di- dirt, uh, dirty little secret i don't know but I have this story here where the uh, New York Times, um, what's his name, Thomas Friedman, he's got an opinion piece here. Biden worried he can't reunite America. So he wrote on Monday that he they had a recent lunch at the White House with the sense that President Biden fears he would not be able to unite the country. One of his signature promises of his presidential campaign this country, and I'm not reading this, this is just my thoughts. This country's been broken for a while. This country hasn't, unfortunately, hasn't been united 
in in a patriarch in a in a one of USA since 2001, September 11th to be exact. You've heard you've heard heard people, especially when September 11th rolls around. You hear people say, "I wish this country would go back to the way it was September 12th, right, the day after when everyone was America, you know, blah blah blah." But does it need to take a a possible false flag event to? I don't want to talk too much about September 11th because that's going to be our upcoming Detom Files show, more than likely. If it's not upcoming, it's coming up soon. But nonetheless. Or why can't we just be Americans? He says, uh, you know, his fear is that he won't be able to unite the country. But you constantly push divide. So, yeah, (laughs) you're not going to be able to unite the country because when you say things like the ultra mega crowd and you say things like, you know, or Hillary Clinton's out there, oh, the deplorables, and you got all these operatives and all these people saying the things they say. Well, yeah, because now people like myself, we're starting to take that shit personal. You, we're starting to wise up to what you guys have done for years by boycotting brands and stopping to go to Disney and canceling our Disney Pluses and those types of things. You want to reunite the country, quit pushing divide. Quit labeling people one side or the other. We're all Americans. It doesn't matter who you vote for. You want to be a president of the people? (laughs) Number one thing to do, Joe, and I've said this time and time again. I shouldn't be telling you this, but I've said this time and time again. Only reason I want Joe Biden to succeed at some sort of level is not to get him reelected. But if he succeeds, we succeed. Right? I think if he would do the things that we all know need to be done from a from a gas energy standpoint, everything will kind of fix itself. But the longer this goes on, as these price, prices keep rising, because it's all due to fuel. This has nothing... There are some supply chain issues still, and obviously there are still some employment issues still for some reason but ultimately the biggest problem with everything that's going on right now is fuel these prices aren't going to go down as long as fuel keeps going up and in the long run what's going to end up happening is you're going to see people stop shopping as much you're going to only buy the necessities you're going to buy you know, the, the basics, you're not going to buy the extra stuff. Um, schools coming to an end around the country, we're in to the end of May, so it's about summertime, right? Um, so people might not be able to afford to go on vacation. People not, you know, because God, I'm sure plane tickets are outrageous. You can't drive because how much would that cost you? Um, on top of whatever whatever or wherever you were thinking about going is going to cost an arm and a leg. Hell, you know, (laughs) we went to dinner Friday night. It was me and my wife, uh, Christopher J. McGillicuddy and his wife went out to dinner. Nothing fancy, just like a 
sports bar type place here in town. I got a literally this is what we had. We had a an appetizer. I got a double cheeseburger. My wife got fried shrimp. We ha- I had two drinks, she had two drinks. 100 bucks without tip. Normally that meal probably would have ran you with the drinks 60 bucks maybe a year or so ago. So you know, me and Chris, it's not worth going out to eat anymore. It's really not. I could have had that same meal at the house for half that. And then not only that, but had liquor. Like for the two drinks I bought, I could have bought, bought a bottle of whiskey easily. So it's just a situation where the divide is there. You're not going to. What am I We're going to hear a commercial right this here. This is what know great what sleep is looks from. like. What? This giant waffle? But, uh, yeah. Weird. That's awesome. I mean, is this. <laughs> I love when that shit happens. I'm in the middle of a conversation here with myself, and then you want to part in. But you want to reunite the country. Here's the thing everyone's blaming gas prices on Joe. But when you talk to the wrong person about that, they're going to sit there and say, it's not his fault, it's Putin's fault. Ah, there's, there's always going to be a bitching and fighting. Oh, well, you know, baby formula. Look at the baby. Look, he's doing that. He's getting planes. He's getting stuff. They knew about this three months ago. This isn't breaking. This didn't just, oh, shit, we're out of baby formula. We got to do something. They knew about this. When they shut the fucking plant down, because, I mean, granted, if there was issues at that plant, whatever. I get it. Clean it up. Get that bitch back in production. But at that rate, if you're saying... If there's, I think there's four major um, baby formula companies, whoever they are, Gerber, I'm going to just shoot off the hip here. I'm assuming Gerber, Similac, that one was uh, Abbott or something like that. And I, I don't know who the other one is, but if you shut down one of the main, um, you know, processing plants for baby formula for one of those four companies, well, don't you think maybe you go to the other three companies and say, look, you know, this company here is having issues with cleanliness and the FDA shut them down for whatever reasons. Can you, we need you guys to ramp up production. No, let's not do that. <laughs> nah, we're not going to worry about it. It'll fix itself. I honestly think that's what this, this uh, administration thinks, that everything's just going to fix itself. We don't have to worry about it. But here's the biggest problem we have. And um, that is that um, in Iran, we just had a situation on uh, Sunday, I think it was, where a revolutionary guard's colonel is assassinated. So Iran's president has promised to take revenge after a colonel in the powerful Islamic Revolution Guard Corps was shot dead in Tehran on Sunday. Two gunmen on a motorbike opened fire at Saeed Koadia as he sat in a car outside his home, state media report. Colonel Kodia was a member of the elite Quds force, the IRGC shadowy overseas operation arm, they said. President Abraham Rassi blamed the hands of global arrogance a reference to the U.S. and its allies. I call on security officials to seriously investigate the crime, and I have no doubt that revenge on criminals for the pure blood of his honorable martyr 
is inevitable, he says. Well, that brings me back to a story that we did just a week ago where Iran is writing for, if you guys recall, it was literally a week ago today I did this story. Iran readies for grid blackout war with U.S. So is this just a situation where it's just just they, what they need? Now, obviously, I'm not saying that this colonel wasn't killed. And uh, who killed him? I don't know. Obviously, no one's taking credit for it. But um, two gunmen on a motorbike, were they, were they Mossad's, you know, were they Israeli? Um, well, okay, as I read on here, Iran blamed the assassination on Israel. Israel neither confirmed nor denied involvement, although the former head of the Mossad intelligence agency said last year that that colonel had been a target for many years. It, it, to me... <laughs> Two guys on a motorbike sounds very Mossad-like. But uh, I don't want to point fingers. Point being is, if it was Israel, you might as well say it was U.S. Because I guarantee you, if there was a hit put on this guy, on this colonel, and Israel said, we have the we have the guys in place, we can do this, guarantee you they got permission from the U.S. Now, did Biden have anything to do with it? More than likely not. Hey, what's going on? Uh, mommy, you know, but CIA, you know, probably had a, had their hand in it as they do with pretty much everything going on in the world today. But nonetheless, it's these types of situations that Iran is unstable at best. They're, they're itching for a fight. In the meantime, we're trying to get them back into a nuclear situation for whatever fucking reason. Why, why would we want that? I don't care who the president is. I don't care Obama, who initiated the the uh, nuclear deal with Iran. Trump, who took away the nuclear deal with Iran. Or Biden, who wants to reinstate the nuclear deal. Why would you want that? Why? Now, even if it's under the guise of, oh, well, we just want people to have clean power. Well, you won't open a nuclear plants in a fucking America. So why would we care that... Iran has nuclear power plants. Who cares? Who fucking cares? I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of giving a shit about what we think what other countries do. I think that's a better way to put it. I want to say I don't care about other countries because that's insensitive. And people that know me know I'm a very sensitive kind of guy. Don't laugh, guys. But... My point is, is it's not that I don't care about other countries. I want those countries to care for themselves. Just like I want the people in this country to care for themselves and not let our government babysit everybody. Whether it's American citizens or Iranians or Ukrainians or any other Iranians. I don't care. You guys have your own country. You have your own laws. You govern yourself. Take care of yourself. My name's Bennett, and I'm not in it. We need to just mind our own business. We are not the world police. Who made us the, the chest puffers that we get to go around telling everybody what to do? I, I know why there are so many countries that really give two shits about America. And um, that's why. The people that want to be Americanized are here. I've said this before. We don't need to go into Iraq and Iran and the Middle East, Afghanistan, wherever and force our ways upon those people because if those people wanted to be Americanized, 
they would be here. And those ones that want to be are. So, cool. You come in the front door, you, uh, you know, apply for citizenship, and you go through the, the proper, proper channels to be an American citizen. Cool. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. You come on in. Anyway. All right. Last story of the day is about me. And uh, I can't read it. Why won't that go away? Uh, I need that to go away. There, okay, I got it to go away. <laughs> All right, this is breaking also today. I'm full of breaking news. So I don't know if you guys know who Jack Posobiec is. I'm sure a lot of you do. But he is, uh, he is a guy, right? His name's Jack. No. So Jack Posobiec does a podcast. Really, it's a good podcast. It's, he's real short. It's like 30 minutes. Um, you know, 30 minutes at best. Um, he... Um, uh, Human Events Daily is the name of his podcast, but he really got started on Twitter, and we had talked about Jack Posobiec. We've always mentioned him on this show um, since we started doing that. Chris Chris was following him on, on Twitter, and he would always say, if you're not following this guy, you should because blah, 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 whatever the story would be. He always has a lot of good stuff on Twitter. But um, he was recently, this past weekend in Budapest, for a uh, conference of some sort. I can't remember what it was. Like a CPAC type thing. But uh, uh, today, which technically was, that's probably, yeah, it might still be today there, but Monday. He was uh, detained in Davos, Switzerland on Monday, on the day one of the WEF's annual convention. Police reportedly refused to tell Posobiec and his crew why they were being detained, although he later told the post-millennial that he was told that they looked suspicious because they were, they were filming at the entrance. Um, Posobiec says that he had shown police his passport, press badge, and an hour prior, during an appearance on the Charlie Kirk show, Posobiec said that he was asked by authorities who Turning Point USA was and why they were in Davos. He says that the authorities asked him to turn over video and try to separate him from his crew. Never once did they explain to us why we are targeted. I wanted to be clear on something. We had already given our name, our passport, and our press badge about an hour prior, said Posobiec, who then speculated that the authorities had independently looked at him and his team after showing them their info. We don't have the First Amendment within the United States of America right here, so these police have the ability, if they want to, to confiscate these things from us, confiscate our cards, starting, start deleting things, and before we can even get involved, they would take down all of our footage that we've already filmed today for this project. This uh, dossier is long with the book that's coming out called The Great Global Reset. Posobiec signed off with his appearance by giving a direct message to WEF Chairman Klaus Schwab saying, Mr. Schwab, we are not going anywhere. The journal, journalists and crew released after independent reporter Savannah Hernandez showed up and began filming about an hour into, into their detention. So, um, people think of Switzerland as a neutral situation. They're very much a part of all this, just as much as anyone else. And, like he said, he probably showed him his credentials 
they probably did a quick Google search, found out who he was, and they don't like that. They don't like dissension. Which is why I'm not able to fly anywhere. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but, all right, guys, I told you it was going to be a short show. I was going to be brief to the point. Nope. Um, yeah, so like I said, it's been a, it's been a very funky day. It's weird how, how it is. Um, and like I said, I really didn't want to get on the point of, of just living off of the, um, off of the, uh, I'm sorry, something just popped up on Twitter. I'll talk about here in just a second off the, the basic news that everyone's talking about. This is interesting. This just came across CNBC. Uh, Belgium becomes first country to introduce mandatory monkeypox quarantine as global cases rise. So here you go. It's already starting. We're back into the uh, into the lock them down type thing. Let's see what this one says. Australia health officials investigating two dozen suspects at case. Oh, this is in Canada of monkeypox across Canada found that 95% of cases are shingles. Well, there you go. So, God forbid you get some kind of uh, acne or <laughs> whatever. And then the memes are classic. Monkeypox? So we're not playing Ukraine anymore? Yeah, it's like, that's what we do. We go from one thing to the next. I'm going to have more on monkeypox. I talked about it the other day. And uh, just one more thing for them to throw in the mix. Um, it's very... Uh, it's very much a a something special. Um, found some information now. Uh, Bill Gates was about a year or two ago. He bought up a bunch of smallpox vaccines. Um, they stopped making smallpox vaccines a while back, probably like twenty years ago, because they had been eradicated. It had been people had. I mean, I was probably vaccinated for smallpox as a kid, I would assume. And over time of people being vaccinated for that, it went away, you know. But then they started making it again for some reason. Um, Chris had found this thing about stuff, right? It was crazy. Let's see if I can find it without blasting y'all out with uh, music here. Um... Yeah. No. That's not it either. Is this it? Okay. So in March of 21, there was a tabletop exercise uh, uh, simulated deadly global pandemic involving an unusual strain of monkeypox virus. Uh, Concluded with 270 million fatalities. The Nuclear Threat Initiative Share, paper crap, blah, blah. So... I'm trying to look into more about this, but it goes hand in hand that it's very eerily similar to the same thing that happened with Corona. They did the agenda, you know, 201 or event 201 agenda 21. Um, It's like they, they war game pandemics and then shit comes true. So, and then you have someone like Bill Gates buying up a bunch of vaccines. Why? to make money off of them, to, you know, whatever the case is. And then 
you know, you're starting to see stuff, mask up and do this and do that. It's like, Jesus Christ, we've, we already did this. We've already did this. You're not going to be able to pull this crap again. You know, this is a once every hundred year type thing. You can get people to forget Spanish flu. We did the same fucking thing. And then Corona, here we are, lockdowns, uh, masks, six feet apart, blah, 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 blah. It was the same game plan they did during the Spanish flu in 1918. You're not going to get us another year later with another bullshit fucking pandemic. Sorry. But I'm sure we'll have more on monkeypox and uh, the... Uh, Iranian story is developing and uh you know we'll just see how things go over the next couple of days but other than that guys it is Monday May 23rd 2022 you guys have a great day stay cool because I know it's hot pretty much around this whole country and uh just pray for peace and gas prices to go down essentially that's going to be the cure-all. Let's get the gas prices in in situation and everything else will fix itself. All right, other than that, guys, you have a great day. And I will talk to you on... Oh, God, I'm skipping all over the place. One one quick thing. Uh, subscribe to the show, guys. Whatever platform you're listening to this on, if you subscribe, you'll get alerts. I think I'm going to a Monday, Wednesday, Friday type thing. Just works out better with my schedule, but... If you subscribe to the show, you'll get the show when it when it pops, and you'll be good to go. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Don't Tread on America. It'll pop up. Also, you can go to our website, DontTreadOnAmerica.com, and uh, subscribe to that. And you also get updates there. You guys have a great day, and I will talk to you again on Wednesday. <laughs>